Hey folks, Zareth here. Uh, just wanted to give you guys a heads up that uh, at, at some point in uh, within like the hour and a half mark or so, our stream just totally went dead for whatever reason. Um, and there was a crash involved and we were not able to get back to doing the podcast. So this is an incomplete podcast with no sign-offs, but hopefully you enjoy it. It's still a lot of good discussion and I hope... Hope slash think you will enjoy it. So without further ado, please enjoy the cast. Welcome to everyone that rated in and welcome to everyone out there in podcast land. I am Solo Base 15. I am here with my good friend Zareth to discuss the all the issues uh, Grand Arena related. Um, Zareth, how are you tonight? I'm good, Solo. I'm uh I'm good. I I'm wiped out, dude. I uh, so I joined. Uh, it's not. It's not like this big secret or a big reveal or anything. But it like it is no newsworthy for me. I I just joined a newer a new guild that's a little more territory war oriented. FC Nova, and you know a lot of my old friends are there. A lot of your friends, in fact. So, um, in a lot of ways, it's like going home because I used to be an Alpha Squad, which is in the same like guild family and all that, but. Oh, it's just exhausting trying to get everything all ready for Grand Arena 5v5 and trying to get remods going for the uh, for the new guild and everything, but I don't know. I'm good, too. That was really long-winded of me. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm unlocking the Sith Eternal Emperor uh, Ultimate. Well, I'm currently out for a Mercury, so I have to save my energy until I return back to the home guild, but it's so hard to be disciplined with that, isn't it? <laughs> it's so hard. I should, in theory, uh, in what, 47 minutes, unlock the Sith Eternal uh, Ultimate, and then I can click join. <laughs> so that that feels good. Um, I hate I hate just having that join button like looming over your head. Uh, yeah. I hear that. Speaking of that, you know what that means with the join button? It means Grand Arena is back. How excited are you? Um, I would say like seven. <laughs> seven. Okay, I'll take seven out of ten. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't give you the the out of number, but I I, I guess ten is probably sufficient. I, I didn't have anything like sneaky or clever or anything. That wasn't like a punchline. <laughs> I was just. <laughs> Yeah, it's it'll be good. I'm excited for it. I'm I'm just like I said, I'm kind of just tired in general right now. I'm not I'm not like tired of the game. I'm not not trying to be dramatic. I'm just like you know when you're done with a long day's work and like people are like why aren't you just happy? Aren't you just like you know great or or like when you're done with like a literally long project and you finally submit it or whatever. And people are like, why don't you seem happy? Like you're done. And you're just like, I'm just tired. Yeah, I I hear that. Hear that well. Uh, especially on a Monday. We did so picking yeah. out what day to, <laughs> to record these podcasts. Oh hey, let's do it late Monday night, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just noticed that our uh that our thing for from Friday night is still up. So Prime just uh, <laughs> redeemed make Ando drink. <laughs> Ando- Ando's not here. <laughs> I'll um, let him know. Ando signed off. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> go on his stream and make make Ando drink. 
<laughs> he needs to do yeah. that. <laughs> At all, though. Um, yeah, but anyway, so let's uh, yep. talk about all things important to Grand Arena. <laughs> this let's do. Uh, I guess uh, the place that we should start, we talked about this on Friday night on the GAC roundtable, but we've now had three more days of playtime, and that is Moff Gideon has arrived on the table, and he's already making an impact. Uh, <laughs> There's certainly an impact on the discussions. Like <laughs> people have been talking about him nonstop, man. That's because he's turning out to be good. I mean, bounty hunters kill gas. Um, everything kills uh, galactic legends now. It's you know he's he's doing some good things. Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, so hold on, you said you say that bounty hunters are killing General Skywalker. What's what they, madness are you spouting, Solo? I haven't heard of this. Um, you have to have a really fast Gideon, aka your Gideon has to go before Rex, and if that happens, bounty hunters can now take out Gas. So I've been told. Um, why? Why does that matter? Because he can, he calls an assist or something. Uh, I honestly haven't watched the video. I've just heard a ton of people talking about it. Um, oh, yeah. you talk. Uh, Old released a video, so I guess this is the perfect place to ask this, though. Uh, there's so many places to use Gideon. How do you decide where you want to use him? He can be used literally in every single team at this point. Um, I'm mostly just going to rely on Reddit to let me know what to do. <laughs> it feels like the safest choice. That's you can never go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, gosh, I I don't know honestly. Like, <clears throat> so I, I know that I know that you have your theories on where it needs to be used. I, you know, uh, here's the thing. So. I just I just keep hearing all these all these cool stories about I don't know just various ways you can um, you can use him and it, like it it keeps getting better like it's random that you say that like bounty hunters can kill uh, gas like to me that's like the last thing I would have thought about I'm like this transcendent PvP character can like kill a a squad that we already know how to beat I don't know. Right. I, I, I think that that, I think it's a really cool video. I, I think it's cool to see. And if I ever get desperate, maybe I'll have to use it. Um, so it's good to know that it's out there. Uh, I, I, I just don't, why would you use him for anything other than galactic legends at this point? <laughs> like he, he kills galactic legends and you don't need Watt on Vader to do so. Like why, why would you change why would you take him for quote unquote just the gas team? I do understand that gas is in five v five is probably still the meta outside of Galactic Legends, but sure. Um, but that's outside of Galactic Legends. So uh, I'm I'm glad he made the video. I'm glad somebody found this team. I, I don't know if it was him or who. I've, I'm glad they found the team because it's good to know. And in fact, for people sitting, you know, down in Division Two, Division Three that don't have a galactic legend yet that's probably really useful um 
<laughs> she stole the video. Uh, but anyway, uh, I just can't envision myself using him on anything other than Galactic Legends unless it's an, oh crap, I need to find a team that beats this gas. I'm in the back zone and I have nothing left. Uh, then maybe I will. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, so it's nice to have in the back of your pocket. I just... Uh... Like it just seems like the most random application of a really of a meta changing character to be like, hey guys, like remember that meta like several uh, you know like iterations ago, like there it's like five characters ago. Remember that? Like we we have a way to beat him if you make your Moff Gideon like if you put your fastest speed set on Moff Gideon, you could totally hook that up. Right. I that's. That's the thing. You need to make them so fast. Like a plus 160 set on Gideon. I barely... How many plus 160 sets do you have? If you take the speed sets off Galactic Legends, because they naturally get like a plus 30 or plus 40 boost. Um, <laughs> how many people have multiple plus 160 speed sets? And if you do, are you going to be... Are you going to waste that best set you have on gas? Well, right. So, so you, you may end up putting it on Gideon because like, frankly, it, it's almost in a way like too bad that, you know, it, it would almost be a waste not to in some ways, because uh, for those of you who don't know about Gideon's speed, like he is, he's super quick. He's um, what he, he's plus one ninety one ninety eight or something. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, he's 198 base, which is eight speed faster than the fastest base character. Yeah. So I mean, that's on its own. That that's that's pretty good. And so you're gonna get the highest possible speed bonus from a speed set. Uh, you you can have he can be your fastest character other than a Galactic Legend. And so, and, and he has a kit that really takes advantage of it. So. Like you may end up putting it on there, but are you really going to use him on General Skywalker? Like, I guess maybe, like you said, like if he's in the back zone and you're like, I don't really have a perfect team for him. I guess I'll use Bounty Hunters randomly with him. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. If it's an emergency, I will gladly use it. Um, Otherwise, you know, eh, good to know. Good to know. Um, And great. Great for anyone making videos about it, because I'm sure that's getting, <laughs> I'm sure that's getting them clicks. Um, oh yeah, people in the comments saying Arnold's doing it, like he's gonna get clicks regardless. He could get clicks tying his shoes, but <laughs> having having his pretend stormtrooper do that, whatever. But yeah, um, but yeah, I uh, it, it is interesting. I I think the thing that's cool about the, a character like that is we haven't. He isn't so widespread yet that we all know exactly where his use is. Like at this point, a lot of characters, the magic has gone out. Like it's gone away because we're like, well, all right, we know where he's gonna go. We know where that character's gonna do. Like though, though in this day and age, that's not necessarily the case. Like it, it you know, it's like okay, so we know Chupio is probably going to just end up with Commander Luke and the the rest of the Rebel crew. Uh, the various Chewies and 3PO's that go with them. But 
otherwise, like there's not a ton of squads that are actually just totally locked in. And that that's in a way that's actually really fun about this game right now, the state of the game, it used to be, and this was a much more comfort zone uh, kind of thing for me was it used to be like, okay, I have my one team. Like I know what my Darth Revan team is. It's, you know, I'm not going to use uh, Sith uh, empire trooper. I'm going to use Marauder. And now that was like the one choice for customization for that team. And otherwise like, you know what that team was and you knew exactly what your Jedi Revan team was. Your Padme squad was exactly this, uh, you know, your, even your general Skywalker team with the 501st, that was your team. You used to know now it's like, well, where does general Skywalker go? Does he go with Jedi master Luke? Does he, does he go with Jedi Knight Luke? Does he go with 501st? Does he just do his own thing? Does he somehow combine with bounty hunters to kill general Skywalker in a weird quasi mirror match? I don't know. Yeah. I, it, well, it's what at the end of the last 5v5, I did. <laughs> Thankfully, I got wins, but I was doing a lot of experimenting where I was leaving like Padme and the clones on defense. And that way I could free up literally every Jedi. I just kept every Jedi I had for offense. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to use these teams right now. I don't know how I'm going to split them up. I have every Jedi here to go with. <laughs> Luke, Luke, and Jedi Revan, and I'm going to do something with them. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do that again, just because that I basically stole from two teams to create two additional teams, so I, I don't think I end up seeing an end result. But, you know, when you get to week three or week four or 5v5, uh, maybe I do that again. <laughs> You know, just it's not on my history for like eight weeks and people aren't expecting it. And boom, like, there you go. Or maybe I stick those three Jedi teams on defense and nobody knows what the hell to do. Because in Grand Arena, who the hell is sticking um, Jedi Master Luke gas and Jedi Knight Luke on the same team on defense? Right. Uh, well, and how easily is that countered by some random other counter that is way cheaper? Right, exactly. There's still a lot of unknowns about 5v5 right now with the new Galactic Legends. I mean, I think a lot of the a lot of the guilds probably do have these secrets, but they're not they're not making them available for public consumption. And so it, it falls on us grand arena ers to kind of uh, explore the the hidden depths of this of these interactions. So I'm I'm excited for it. I'm really interested to see too where Sith Eternal is gonna end up with in all of this because I have him unlocked. I don't have his ultimate yet. So first week I'm not gonna have his ultimate, and second week I should if as long as everything goes well. But uh, that being said, like I don't know exactly. I, I have some ideas on how I want to use him, but uh, we'll we'll just have to see. There's there's a lot to lot to discuss, but uh, so so Solo, what do you want to do with Moth Gideon? Uh, nothing right now. Cause I don't have him geared. <laughs> so uh, I've, I, I've decided to just gear the Mando tunes kind of in the order that they came out. And I know Queel and IG 11 are ridiculously nasty. Once you get them up, I don't have them start up yet, but so this week I got Mando to G 13. I'm looking at my characters right now i'm one piece away from grief to g13 and then i got quill to g11 ig11 probably go g11 tomorrow 
And then, so hopefully for next week, I'll have Gideon at at least gear 11. I I think he can be used at gear 11. He's just going to die and cost you some banners. It's just, you know, that kind of that initial bang um, that kind of gets your team going. Uh, But, I I mean, I'm going to pair him with Piet and Vader and have them go kill some very big things. I have to... I'll have to test to see what gear 11, a three-star gear 11 can do. Uh, but from what I've heard, people are still taking down GLs with a gear 11 Gideon. They just have ridiculous speed on him to get him going first. It's hard to do that too. I yeah. I think I, I, I've been able to, to do, to put like, like I have saved a few mods that are like, I've not, I've just consciously not taken some of my faster mods uh, some like a couple of my faster mods uh to 6e just so i can have some you know just in case one of my characters ends up being like transcendent really good uh that, that way i have you know I, I have something uh to be able to to be able to put on these characters to make them fast like so moff gideon i maybe could make him fast but i'm also i'm not convinced i'm going to necessarily do that i i don't know what i'm gonna do with him yet but i I will certainly not have him ready for this coming week he'll be he'll be gear eight so if if i like desperately need him he'll have some mods on him like he he'll be theoretically usable at least yeah mine right now is gear eight and the speed is at 237 so not this week unfortunately (laughs) this week is not that week (laughs) talk about coming next week and be like man did you see what I did all three matches, and unfortunately, um, unlocking Sith Eternal Emperor two weeks ago kind of limited my ability to gear up anyone else fast. I, I've told you probably multiple times complaining about the Carbanti crunch, but getting Queel and IG-11 up to G- just G-11... Uh, I've only been farming Carbontes, like literally only farming Carbontes, and I still don't have 11 up to uh, gear 11. It's quite disappointing. I think it's wild that you have to farm Carbontes in the first place. It is pure madness that that is still going on. (laughs) It's like it was a bottleneck piece of gear before. Yeah, yeah. Before all this, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but... I had pro and they needed like 450 or 500 between the two of them. (laughs) So that's, yep. Uh There you go. Yeah. That's crazy. But um, anyways, yeah, I I think there's all kinds of cool things that we can do with Moff Gideon. I, uh, you want to use him as like part of the Trinity or of a, you know, it's like part of a trio kind of. And I, I don't necessarily, I don't know if that's that might be end up being the best. Am I not? I I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm just up in the air about all this stuff. I, I think that I think that it could it, it'll probably end up probably end up being something some more for me like a plug and play kind of character for um uh, like just replacing Watt basically like in a in a composition like to be able to do an off meta counter i'm guessing that's where he's going to end up with me because i know that you don't necessarily trust the uh off meta stuff as much but i'm uh 
I'm kind of hooked on it. So that's, that's my guess is that long term, that's where he's going to end up. That actually leads us into something I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, that's actually very relevant as well. So we're at this point where I feel like every galactic legend has three or four counters. Um, all of the difficult teams, you know, in territory war, it took out a Darth Revan team with my Vader. Um, you know, so there are counters to Darth Revan in 5v5. Apparently you can kill gas with bounty hunters in 5v5 now. And for people at the upper end of the spectrum that basically have all the toys to play with, uh, how do you set a difficult defense? Because I, I, I was going through it and I can set down on defense Jedi Master Luke, Grievous, Gas, Darth Revan, Padme, CLS, and, you know, a, a strong KRU and Hux team, right? And that sounds, if this was a year ago, people would be like, how are you going to clear the other side? But that still leaves for me three Galactic Legends, Jedi Knight Revan, uh, my Vader team, Mon Mothma, Brood, my troopers now that are super pumped. So it's like, how do you set a difficult defense now that there are these counters that are all out there? Uh, well, so, <clears throat> and I know, I you know, I'm not gonna, I, you've drawn conclusions and I won't spoil that. Um, and I'm, I, I'm actually, I think that I agree with you on some levels. I'll let you talk about it. But I, I think for me, the idea, it isn't, it isn't about uh, necessarily about like getting, about stopping the other guy from clearing you like that. That's going to be tough when, you know, for you and me, the, the arena that we're playing in, uh, the people we're facing, like, you know, we have seven point whatever million GP, like yeah, we're not getting we're not going to stop really skilled players from clearing us necessarily. If they really want to clear, if they want to save everything for offense, they're just going to clear. And if they're really skilled, they'll also have a really good defense. Uh, but for me, the biggest thing is forcing people to execute yeah. because it, it's one thing to know a counter. It's a whole nother thing to be, to do those off meta counters like four times in a row. Yeah, like not not that I'm setting all three or all four Galactic Legends on defense, mind you. I'm not. I, I'm almost certainly not going to. Maybe in some circumstances, but like that's that's probably not in the cards. The truth is, though, if I can force them to try seven really tough teams, like maybe they pull off all seven attacks. Like my opponents last season in five v five seemed to do that with startling regularity like I, I was super impressed with how how consistent they were but at the same time like I, I still won because I was forcing them to do all kinds of weird things with their roster so for me it's like can I force you to execute and even when you do execute because you're I'm pulling you in all these different directions you're not getting efficient banners and even then I can come in and be, you know, at least more efficient at the very least. And if you mess up once, then I just win kind of thing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think that is honestly the solution. I am going with the mentality of you need, to, you need banner stealers on defense. Now it's not going to be a true efficiency. Like, 
I'm going to throw my worst seven teams on defense and just try and clear your teams the best I can. It's not going to be that. I I will probably always have a Galactic Legend on defense, at least one. Um, if my opponents are listening, I'm going to have all three on defense, I swear, guys. <laughs> but I will always have at least one. It will always be placed somewhere to draw out a counter, whether that's in the front to stop you from having a counter to a team in the back or in the back to try, and the front will try and draw out your counter. Uh, I don't know yet. It kind of depends on the opponent, but at this point, uh, you know, Darth Revan steals a ton of banners. If you, if you do the mirror or use gas to counter him, Darth Revan's going to steal banners and if you stick him and gas in the front you know you really risk <laughs> the galactic legend in the back because say you use vader on darth revan which on mine i think i slowed down my bastila it's probably easier um then you use your sith eternal on my gas because you're like haha i can i can auto or i can solo this and then you get to my back zone and i have a you know, a Jedi Master Luke, or I, I have a Ray hiding back there. Uh, you might, you might struggle depending on what you have on offense. So I, I think that's kind of the way to go. I'm going to go. I'm probably going much heavier offense, at least for week one. After week one, and I remember how to five v five, and we have a history to work off of. Uh, I might change it, but for week one, I want to come out flying. And I'm going to go a little heavier offense this week. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, in general, I think that week one is the week is the week that you want to go heavier offense anyways, because not only is it going to be like more comfort zone, more like, oh, shoot, like I forgot how to do things. I need a couple redos kind of thing. Mm -hmm. the, the other piece of it is you, you can throw off matchmaking or not matchmaking. You can throw off scouting because people will be like, what what did he do last week? Oh, he, he didn't put put any Galactic Legends down. I'll keep everything for offense, right. and I'll I'll put a DZ defense down, and then then you can play the Gotcha game a little bit yes. at least. I do I do like that Gotcha game, and it all depends on your opponents. Um, I, I think the past two <laughs> Grand Arenas, we've gotten to the first week, and I've just been like, "Are you kidding me?" I matched up with guys that have higher like every pod I was in the past two grand arenas i've had people with higher lifetime banners than me in the pod and not like one it's not like oh i'll meet you in the finals i've had like two or three and it's just like this is the first week this is supposed to be the week that people forget to set defenses and you know you just kind of cruise through like <laughs> it's been the hardest week in most cases for me the past two um so all my plans may change when we get that initial pod in uh, about well, 17 hours from now. Gosh, yeah. I still need to remod stuff. <laughs> well, I, I've got a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> Prime, use a watch button, check their weekly score. Don't you worry, Prime. I'm the second, the second that pod gets announced, I'm hitting that hitting that bot up. Yeah, Prime. The like the very day that pod goes up, I'll totally do that. <laughs> I can't I can't say the very second, because that's not true. Yeah, I, it'll be at work, but I, mean, <laughs> I think it's a great idea, though. Um, 
Yeah. And for, for those of you listening, um, Prime has the, one of the, uh, well, I don't know, the, as far as I know, the only, but it's the, it's the best bot out there that uh, like it, it's really cool. It, it tells you, it just updates you when your, uh, when your opponent has increased his GP level and that is actually fantastic or not GP level, his banners level or his banner count. Cause it tells you if your opponent is deployed. So you can tell if it's like going to be an auto deploy potentially. I know that Endel was using it for that. Um, and you could tell that before, but it, this is way more convenient because it just DMs you. But the awesome thing is once you get into the actual uh, match itself, you get to like, it'll tell you instead of you just having to frenetically check, check it every single minute, it'll tell you that your opponent is attacking basically. And so it's just nice. Like you just have this peace of mind of, of like, oh, I know my opponent's not attacking right now. Right. Except for when they like to wait and wait and wait and you're sitting there like, well, did the prime bot crash? Like, am I not getting the notifications? And then you still check compulsively anyway. Right. Not that I did that. Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've totally done that too. But um, yeah, I've, I've had... I've had unkind thoughts about Prime and his uh, his skills at, at you know creating a cool bot, but it's they've all been unfounded for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you you do not have to curse the name of Gar Saxon. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, if you guys want to, if you want access to it, though, come see our Discord server. Uh, that's. Uh, that uh, you know, it's available on our Discord server. Uh, pretty cool. You can sign up for it. Then it sends you DMs, so it just tags you. It's it's nice. So, yes. um, so we were talking about the first week. Um, so let me ask you this. Let's say tomorrow, you know, seventeen hours from now, we get our pod. You look at it. You you run the hotbot or DSR comparison. You see who your opponent is. How are you planning on preparing for this car- or for this opponent when the last 5v5 was six weeks ago and you don't have a fresh history when a lot in a roster can change in six weeks? You know, Solo, I, uh, one of the things, it's funny, actually, I, I recently, I, w- I wouldn't say it's an, it was an accusation exactly because that, that, that would imply like some kind of malicious or like, you know, uh, something something mean but there, there's been a couple of people who have been like well you know like well i they, they'll, they'll compare me with someone else and uh, they'll you know they'll, they'll say things like well you you don't prepare the way that so-and-so does you don't you don't prepare and i'm, I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa like just because i don't like while i'm on my stream i don't get out a spreadsheet like you you you're definitely prepared solo and it, it's obvious uh, it's real apparent to people because on your streams you're you're showing them this the spreadsheet and everything. Like the fact is, I do spend a lot of time scouting my opponents, trying to check to see what what they do, and a huge piece of that is just looking at their tendencies. Like I don't, I I can't just let myself trust what GAC history says because. Like it, it just, it's flawed a lot of times. And, and the, the truth is people can just totally, and they, they've been doing this lately. They've just been do, going totally contrary to what they normally do just because like they're matched up with me or some other outside 
uh, factor. But like for me, I just like to see like how confident are they on offense? Like, do they always place a ton of galactic legends? And then like, you can tell a lot about a person, like, are they stubborn and just always place the same defenses? Even if they never full clear, they don't care. They're just going to always place the same defenses and they're they're fine with not winning uh, with full clear. Or do they vary their defenses based on their opponent or whatever? And so you can scout 3v3 and still get kind of an idea of how how they are. You can also, in GAC history, you can also look in the past, you know, in the what they've done in the past and get an idea of how much they rely on their, their different comfort zone teams. Yeah, I, I, I will be going back, what, six to ten weeks to see the last 5v5. Not because, like you said, it's, it's not because we'll see the exact teams, but if you see every week they use gas for Darth Revan and Darth Revan for, say, Padme, it, it doesn't matter. You can take advantage of that by basically putting those two teams front and bottom and burning up their gas and Darth Revan before they hit the back zone. Um, now, of course, things might change, so you can't necessarily rely on that, but... I do the first week is always the most difficult because I'm looking at basically eight weeks of history. Cause I'm going to look through three V three just to see in general, how many galactic legends they put on defense, you know, how tough their defense was in three V three, but you, you can't necessarily trust that because three V three is completely different. Um, so then I'll also look at 5v5 to see the same things and see if they have tendencies. Uh, and you can sort of get a feel for how their roster has changed by looking at what their history is. Because if obviously if they have Jedi Master Luke when you're fighting him, they, you don't see them show up in the attack six weeks ago. Well, it's kind of, kind of a hint for you. Um, but week one is always a lot more work for me than weeks, say three or four, where now you have two recent weeks of history to kind of go through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, yeah, I, the first week is a lot more work in terms of scouting. I I don't mean to imply like I, that I'm just magic and know immediately what my opponents do. Uh, You know, I, I, like, I don't, I I don't pretend to know exactly what's going to happen. I just, I feel like you can get a sense for what of what to expect and how in general, how hard your defenses need to be to be able to be successful. Yeah. Um, it's, it'll be an interesting week next week. I'm, or this, I guess this week, it's not even next week. It's this week. <laughs> Tomorrow solo. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're right. Like it, it is going to be interesting. I, and, and you're right, like you, you asked the question and I kind of danced around it, like what happens if my opponent has Sith Eternal and he's has never used Sith Eternal before? Like, yeah. I have to try to make a, I have to make my best guess of like, is he going to be the type who puts him on defense because he's afraid of like, of messing up with him on offense? Is he the kind of guy who is just gonna like try to solo me with him? 
uh, like solo a smaller team. So I should just like be cautious of like only put strong teams and teams I can really, ex you know, really throw away because he's probably going to get a 64 on me with Sith Eternal against someone, um, you know, like you, it, it's, it's just a big guessing game, really. I, it, it is. I am, so this is kind of going back to my how do you set a difficult defense in this age type of thing. So here's my biggest issue because, you know, obviously I've, I've put some thought into the teams I was going to use for this 5v5. Um, we have a legit rock, paper, scissor meta right now where Sith Eternal beats Jedi Master Luke, Jedi Master Luke beats Supreme Leader Kylo, Supreme Leader Kylo beats Sith Eternal Emperor. Um, and then Ray just kind of beats everybody. Like Ray is just there. I'm not going to win pretty guys, but I'm going to win. Um, so how, how do you be prepared for potentially say three galactic legends on defense? If somebody sets four galactic legends against you on defense, they're, they're not clearing you either. So you're probably going to get a win if not a clear, but how do you prepare for three galactic legends on defense and at the same time keep a galactic legend or two for yourself on defense? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, it's not easy. It's not. So uh, there is, there is a few principles, I guess, that you can kind of look at though as well. Like, so one of the things is, you you can you can look at all the available teams and think okay so what what teams are locked in as a play like what things am I for sure going to be using on offense or defense such as I think the most extreme obvious uh, character that that and maybe that's changed actually with Sith Eternal now I don't know but um, like Vader is so good on offense he sucks on defense I'm gonna have him on offense combined with Piet, I'm going to be able to, you know, and, and my other tools like Thrawn and Watt, I'm going to be able to take out uh, like any, uh, they're going to be able to kill a team. They're, I don't think there's a seven team group out there that's going to be able to stop Vader from killing one of them. Yeah. I mean, Vader's going to get a kill <laughs> somewhere. Cause even if you get to the 14th team, it's still going to be a good team, but there's not 14 or uh, there's not seven teams that can stop Vader completely. Like you, you just can't scheme around him. Uh, maybe you right. can out something that he needs. <laughs> Gum challenge accepted. <laughs> there, there might be a way to out scheme Vader, but, but, but if you do, I'm guessing you have to go through so many weird, like, uh, I, I'm guessing you'd have to put so many weird teams down that it's going to really undermine the the mission, like the rest of your objectives. Right. Though, if there is somebody in chat that can do it, I do have full faith that Gum will do it. And then, you know, he might beat every team with four of his teams uh, and have the ugliest <laughs> win ever. But I'm I'm sure Gum. If if anyone can do it, he will. Um, if anyone will do it, <laughs> <it's him. laughs> he's like he's like I can do it, 
and I also will. So you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna be sad. You even mentioned it. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, it's just it's very difficult. Um, it, it's very difficult to avoid having Vader kill something. And usually, when Vader kills something, he kills it quite efficiently at the same time. Because it's like, all right, I'm going into Merciless. Here we go. <laughs> and Prime, don't you wish that on me? <laughs> don't you wish that on me? <laughs> yeah, Gom versus Solo base confirmed. Agreed. Uh, I wish that on everyone. On the the whole community needs more of that. Yeah, Seems well, necessary. If we do it, let's do it this week because I have Sith Eternal Emperor unlocked, and he just started farming him. <laughs> That's fair. I'm down with that. Oh. Uh, that's funny um no but the the thing is like it like so so vader vader is going to be a staple on offense that that's just how he is going to be like whether or not you're going to take ray on offense or not i mean there, there's questions of course but like it you can you can reduce a lot of the noise just by kind of figuring out what uh, you know what things are your crutches what i mean and honestly like it maybe it sounds bad to say like to call something your crutch but the the truth is i think i think that it's it's just wise to if, if you know how to do a certain thing like i think it's just wise it's it's, it's wisdom to to have these certain you know counters already worked out so that you know what you're going to be doing um, yeah yeah i yeah uh, i it's going to be <laughs> um it, it's going to be an interesting trying to come up with because at the same time while you have the galactic legend shell game you also have the not galactic legend shell game of you know darth revan gas padme and cls and they all kind of beat each other in a way or not necessarily all four beat all four but you know they kind of play this circle of you know cls beats gas and gas beats darth revan and darth revan beats padme and you know the the circle of those so i'm really struggling with how i'm going to break those teams up as well like you know because if somebody places that bastila jml watt team on defense Don't I, in my mind, I'm thinking, don't I want to keep CLS just to easily counter that if it comes across, like if I come across it, you know? But at the same time, CLS on defense, if you look at my last 5v5, I think I kept it on defense 11 out of the 12 times, and it did wonders for me 11 out of 11 times that it was on defense. I either made them way overkill it or they got a win or stole a ton of banners. So it's like, this is the hardest part of not seeing a history of, do I prepare for, you know, this cheesy team or do I set a really strong defense with the CLS? And it's like, I, I honestly don't know right now. Um, this is going to be at tomorrow night at, probably about this time tomorrow night at midnight after I've seen my matchup, I'm just going to be sitting here scratching my head. Like, all right, let's play the chess game. If I do this and he does that, and then I've got this, this, 
this and I'm going to do these four moves. It's, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I'm going to be banging my head against the wall. Yeah. I, and I agree. I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just so many counters out there. It'll be really interesting later on this week, actually, when uh, they may not announce a new character, but they also may, it's been hinted at least that CG is going to be revealing something this week. And if they do, my guess is part of that reveal is going to be like a new character of some sort. Maybe we won't know the kit, but we might get our like, you know, are in between galactic legends uh, like off meta counter character like we got jedi luke last time now maybe we'll get you know some some other character i i, I won't speculate on that but you know i hopefully we get something hopefully we get that announcement that's going to mix everything up i do like though i do like this era of kind of just free form everyone counters everything thing kind of i i do too it's making me think a lot more than i probably want to but at the same time the kind of scheming and planning um that's what makes this fun that's why i like grand arena it's not because we do the same thing every single time it's like every matchup i sit there and i think and you know have to come up with a plan sometimes it takes me like an hour to figure out um, an hour to figure out what defenses I'm going to place or an hour and a half. And I'm sitting there like it's 2 a.m. I need to go to bed. But what if he does this? And it's that's kind of the thrill of the game. It is. I mean, I we talk about it so much and we, we haven't even mentioned it. I feel like we'd like gotten to a. We, we said it so often that we figured that everyone had heard it, but I just want to scream it out so that every person knows, like, <laughs> have a plan. <laughs> have a plan. We if you don't know how you're going to clear someone, if they do your worst possible worst case scenario, then, like, have an idea of how you're going to do it. Don't get on, don't just, like, join our Discord server and say, hey, like, a few people have done this, actually, and I just don't respond. They're like, Okay, I have to beat this wall. I have these teams. Go. Right. And I'm like, that's not, <laughs> if you want to pay me to do that, maybe. <laughs> I will. But probably not. Like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily like to do that. Like, that's not fun for me because I don't know what your mod situation is. I don't know what your skill level is on certain things, what your comfort zone is. Like, I can tell people with certainty that a, a certain Darth Vader comp will beat a certain Ray comp. And I'll know that it'll work if I do it, or at least have a high likelihood of it. Do I have a high confidence that some random person that I don't even know can actually pull it off? I, I just don't. And so, uh, you know, know what your limits are, know what your capabilities are and think for me, the, the biggest thing, be able to beat the worst five teams possible. Yes. That, that you can see, like that you can think of like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? They're going to put all four Galactic Legends down and Darth Revan or something. Like, what are you going to do there? Like, maybe you're not going to get a full clear, but at that point you need to plan of, you know, maybe you're not going to get a full clear here, but you're going to get a win because you can clear those front zones and give yourself the opportunity 
to kill clear at least three, maybe four. Yeah, I this so this actually brings up in my mind, um, you know, something that we talked about way back, and this was like March or February of when these Galactic Legends came out. We had a ton of people in you know divisions five, six, seven, etc. Ask the question. Should I go for a Galactic Legend now? Like, they don't have Darth Revan. They don't have CLS. They don't have Jedi Knight Revan. They're like, should I go for a Galactic Legend? And they did. And the first month, they were like, this is like an instant win. I I put my Supreme Leader Kylo on the front, and they can't clear, and I win. And then after that, though, this thing started happening where all these players in the lower divisions that have Darth Revan, they have Gas, they have Jedi Knight Revan, they just don't have a Galactic Legend. They just put all three on defense and said, you're not going to clear a single zone of mine, and I'm going to clear the zone that doesn't have your Galactic Legend in it. And so all these people that got a Galactic Legend, and there was actually one on the Discord server a couple days ago, just said, I wish I never went for a Galactic Legend in Division 3 because every time I go up against somebody, all I do is bang my head against their best teams and I can't beat them. And so it's because everybody that goes up against them comes up with a plan. Uh, it's a, I'm going to clear one zone plan, but it's, I'm going to come up with a plan and sorry, you can't, you can't do anything about it. Yep. Uh, my alts, that's what I would do on fly alts. Cause I can't right now beat a galactic legend with any kind of consistency. And uh, instead of just like rolling over and saying, oh my goodness, you got a galactic legend. I would say, you know what? Like you're making life annoying for me. Your, your life is going to be annoying right now. I'm going to make it so that you can't full clear me and I'm going to win somehow, or at least I'm going to try my best. Like I'm not just going to take a loss just because someone has the, has a character that I can't necessarily beat. Like, and maybe I will just take a loss anyways, but I'm not. I'm not just gonna lay down for it. That's for. That's for dang sure. Right. It's. Uh, we see less of that in Division One, obviously, just because you have more robust rosters, and almost everybody in Division One has a Vader or a Gas or a Darth Revan, so they can get through. A, you know, back then it was Ray or Supreme Leader Kylo. Um, but it's you have to have. A plan when you're coming into this and everybody that saw that galactic legend sat down and were like i know what my plan is going to be it's not going to be a fun plan it's not, not a fun plan for anyone in, involved because they don't get to play the other person doesn't get to play um but have a plan and you can you can succeed you then have to execute said plan which all of us make some uh <laughs> mistakes on the execution but have the plan well yeah so you know i I've, I've probably said it a few times on this cast or you know in other things like the there's this game i used to play warhammer 40k where you know it's a tabletop miniatures game it's pretty different from this but there's a lot of similar principles and strategy and stuff and the the thing that i always looked at in that game was identifying win conditions like it doesn't it didn't necessarily matter you know if you lost all your guys or you know if you lost all of them then you did lose but if you just had one guy left and he was in the right place at the end of the game and your opponent was not in the right place at the end of the game, 
then you would win. And I had a bunch of matches where my opponent was like gloating the whole time and being insufferable. Like, Oh, you tried, you know, like, Oh, what are you going to do? Like my army's so much better, et cetera, you know? And the whole time, you know, you're just like, yeah, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and the whole time in the back of my mind, I'm like, this guy doesn't see it. He doesn't see that I'm just like pulling his army all across to the crazy corners of the board so that I can control the center and win. And, and like just having that final handshake of they're like, wait, did you even know you were doing that? And you're like, <laughs> did you even know that I was even like paying any attention? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, did you even read the win conditions? And a lot of times they're like, I was just trying to kill your guys. And for me, I'm like, look at the win conditions, identify them. And from there, like go, go and win. Exactly. Go and win. Uh, you know, take, take steps. I, I don't know. Don't, don't just, don't just go forth and slaughter, like actually have a, have a plan. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. So with that, is there anything else you want to talk about, about 5v5 coming up? Um, not, not necessarily, I guess. So let's see in the outline, you said something about droids and that that's, that's the theme for this 5v5 for feats. And I, I remember solo you saying, you saying that like, Oh, looks like another batch of feats that I'm not going to do again. You know, like you, you were just like pretty, pretty dismissive of them. And I thought, I thought maybe I've had a few people asking me lately, like, what role do feats actually play in Grand Arena? Like, should I be going for them? Should I be working on them? And so what? what's your take beyond what I just said? Well, that the, if we can bring it up here. Um, so uh, there, there's two answers to this. If, if you can get the feat and it's not going to cost you the win, 100% go for it like why wouldn't you i've how many people have you talked to in the past where you say or they say yeah i tried to get this feat i end up finishing with 48 banners i lost by five banners and you're like so you went for the feat and you lost like that, that's right. telling me it, so i am a big believer that the feats are if you plan on finishing top 50 and if you do great um more power to you then you have to gear up whatever tune it is that you're gonna need because they're now they announce the feats and plenty of time ahead of time like gear them up and go for that feat i am going for the win every time like that, that's what i want i want to win and i want to full clear that's what I'm going for. Uh, I'm not going to risk having four droids on my team with Supreme Leader Kylo or, you know, whoever and lose the match. So I personally, I get every feat I can. Uh, you know, I get all the arena feats. And if there's undersized battles, I constantly undersize my fleets because that's usually the easiest place that you can get undersized battles. Now that there's two of them, you basically get six a week. Um, but the feats that are like, use these four characters, it's, um, you know, it, it's more dangerous and I don't necessarily trust it. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess the the other question is, what's your what are your win conditions for the season too? So That's, that is, yes, that's an important question there. Well, so so like our friend, we we always talk about Calvin Awesome and how he, you know, he he's won multiple different divisions, number one, and everything. And for him, like I guess he didn't need to do all the feats actually this last season. Like he could have left one or two on on the side perhaps, but that, that'd be pretty risky. Like that that's relying on your opponents to fail, which of course I me, myself as the second place finisher. Uh, did end up failing enough that he could have actually had that space. But uh, one way or another, I it, it's like for him, for, for guys who want to take number one, like, like you said, if you want to go for top 50 and your, your season's not going to be great unless you get one of those top spots, then like you need to go for the feats. Like that, that ends up being a win condition. So even if you lose the match trying to get a feat, if you don't get the feet in the first place, then that's an automatic loss, anyways. Yeah, that's. I, I'm not. I don't think about top fifty or even top one hundred until probably two and a half weeks in. If I'm set like seven and zero or I'm eight and zero, then I start to get this glimmer in the back of my head, like, huh, maybe I should start trying this. Um, you know. Going into the season, though, that's not what I'm personally going for. So the feats mean very little to me. And also part of it is some of these feats are extremely difficult uh, to get at our GP bracket. It's like get kills with X droids or whatever. If I was, say, at 5 million GP, that would be much easier because there's going to be a team of Ewoks on the border, just a, a basic G12 bounty hunter team on the border. You know, there's going to be something. When every team I'm facing is R3 or higher, it makes it much, much more difficult for me to get some of these feats. Well, and there, there's that for sure. Um, so last season, I actually, my main got almost all of the feats just randomly like there were there were some of them that i don't think i would have gotten except i just happened to have the right circumstances for it and i didn't even have to so like for sueru that one of our one of our listeners who also has the premier kyber champion title so he's won at least one uh, one division and my guess is it was division one so uh, one way or another he knows his stuff and like he's saying you, you can actually throw a fight like if you want to if it's like, okay, I have gear eight, I have three gear eight characters and they're forcing me to take all three of them together for a feat. And you really want that feat and the feat's worth what, like 90 banners we'll say. So you have to win a fight with that team. So you, ju- you jump in uh, and kill everyone except for like one really bad character. Then you can just time out and you take that 20 banner hit so you better win now. Like you better be, know that you have that that breathing room. But if you do have the breathing room, then you can go in with your gear eight characters and go get the kill. Uh, you know, and, and then you'll have a net uh, like seventy banner gain. Like that. That's legitimate. It's not always an option for me. That's uh, the margin I have against the guys I play against. Like I, I'm not saying that. 
I mean, it is just, it, it's different in different things. Like my alt could probably spare to do that. Could, could, and I'll probably end up having to do that a couple times this season, actually. Cause some of those droid ones are ridiculous. But <laughs> um, the, the truth is though, the fact is I'm at, for my main, if I have to do that, sometimes I'm, I know I can spare it. Sometimes I know they're not going to clear me. A lot of times though, I'm like, I can't afford to do that. I'm, I just need to move on from, from that feat. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's part of the problem with us streaming and when we stream. Because, you know, I can't and you can't stream during the day at the end of Grand Arena, uh, Grand Arena round just because we both have jobs at that time. Um, so we can't stream at that time. So most of the time I'm going before my opponents went. And I can't risk giving up those 20 banners because maybe on the big board, it's a 70 banner gain on the little board inside the game uh, or inside that round. It's just not worth, it's not worth the risk. Uh, Maybe if it's like an auto deploy and you know, they can't beat you, but it that's, that's one of the hard parts of doing these matches when we do. Absolutely. Uh, well, and so one other element that I do want to just mention because we don't we don't talk about this as much just because we're this is a competitive Grand Arena podcast and so we're we're talking about how to win how to do all this stuff but there 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 is a certain argument to be made I mean we all love Star Wars like I wouldn't be playing this game if it wasn't Star Wars in the first place and, and so that's totally that's pure sentiment like there's there's no like logic or competitive spirit to it I'm just like oh a Star Wars game I'm gonna I'm going to play it. And so there are plenty of people who just play the game because they enjoy Star Wars. And if you get a feat, sometimes you get a cool title or you get uh, you get a, what do you call it? A thumbnail, a character picture, whatever. You can tell how much uh, importance I place on that personally. But um, the, the truth is um, I, I don't care. I don't care about that. Some people, uh, like in the chat, some people are like saying, I- I'm excited for the, there's a meat bag title this season. Right. For, for you know, HK47 uses the meat bag, uh, whatever the, he says that a lot in the game. And it's really funny. And so of course everyone wants that. I, I want that title. If I can get it, I will. Uh, I, w- I also will say this, I will not sacrifice a win to get that title. I won't potentially sacrifice a win. I won't say, I hope my opponent fails. I'm going to therefore lose this match just so that I can get this, or I'm going to lose this one fight just so I can get the title. It's not worth it to me. Other people, you should play the game the way you want to play it. Like if you don't want to, if you, if you don't care as much about a win as you do about that title, then just do it. I mean, you know, (laughs) I have, I have a hard time relating, but if, if people want to do that, I, I think they should. I, I 100% agree with that. Um, it, it's if that's, what's going to give you enjoyment. There's been portraits I've gone for, Like I, I won't lie. There's been times where I've, I've already locked in Kyber and you're in week three. Um, <laughs> and he, there's like a, a cool portrait or something. It's like, I really want that. It's, I'm going to go for the portrait and hope everything turns out 
but I usually wait until I'm locked into Kyber and, you know, we're in the final week and it's like, okay, I, I can pull this off. Like if something, if I lose because of this, eh, it didn't really hurt me. Um, but that's, that's a limited situation. Right. I, I always remember a fan. I, I won't say who it was. I don't want to embarrass him, but I remember one of the, one of uh, my friends who is a, a content creator, they wanted a certain title. And so they went for, they went for it and it like, it so derailed their match. Like it, it like, they couldn't even clear the board and so they lost and then because they didn't even get the points from clearing the board which normally i'm convinced they would have easily been able to it was kind of like this marginal season though for them and they didn't even make kyber for it it was like that that one feat derailed them to such an extent that they only cleared one zone in that fight instead of getting the full clear and then it, it was just just like the whole rest of the season just i mean Frankly, they could have won. They could have done better in other aspects, but right. I always thought that was funny, like this cascading effect. The thing that cracks me up, though, is they didn't even win that fight. <laughs> like, they didn't even get the feat. And, and so they just got destroyed. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I always think of that as like kind of my own personal cautionary tale. It's like, do I want to be that guy? Hell no. But some people, it's worth the risk, so... Right. It's, you know, it, it is how you play. Uh, and I will never begrudge somebody how they play. Um, if you tell me you're a collector, you don't care about Grand Arena, that's not how I play it. But if that's how you enjoy it, that's great. Like, good for you. Enjoy the game. I want more people to enjoy this game. Like, play it how you want. Actually, that's one of the things I like about this game is that if you were a PvP player, you have all the things. If you're a PvE player, there's territory battles, there's raids, you know. We, we won't get into the Galactic Challenge thing, but like they're, they're trying to add things. If you're just a collector and a Star Wars fan, name a character and they're popping up in the game. Um, and this game is going to be around for a few more years at least. Like There's going to be more popping up in the game, so play the game how you want. I'm just personally going to play it to try and go 12 and 0. <laughs> right. Right. Like play the game you want. I'm not going to play that way though, probably. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So here's, here's another, another thing. Someone in the comments said this and I've wanted to say that talk about it anyways, a little bit like, so what are your thoughts solo on you're, you're in match 12, your opponent set messages you, they say, Hey, I need a win this match to make Kyber. You're you're already in Kyber, so you don't need it. I've never made Kyber before, and if I if you let me win, I'll get Kyber. What what's your response? What are your thoughts? Oh, I've struggled with that question. <laughs> and my general theory is I won't be a dick to them. Uh, and I have set not necessarily easy defenses, but I haven't gone like full, full bastard, stupid defenses before. And I still, I still played for the win on offense, but I went more efficiency with kind of the idea of 
if you can be more efficient than I am, good for you. Um, you know, I'm not playing to prevent you from clearing the board, but if you, if I give you the opportunity and you still can't get it, like, sorry, guy, that's sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I've had people tell me before, cause I I've, I've talked to this about this before to people and I, I, I tend to come across pretty callously, I think. So here's, here's my thing. I want everyone who can make Kyber to get into Kyber. I don't begrudge that of anyone. Yeah. I don't, I also am not big into just giving people a prize that they haven't necessarily earned. Like, <laughs> right. Right. And, and frankly, I have my own goals. I want to get more lifetime banners. I want to get a good record. Also, I'm a streamer. Like, so, so like my last opponent in uh, the last season, like, uh, I, I didn't, I, I did the math wrong. And I was like, oh man, he has to beat me if he wants to get into Kyber. That was false. But I was thinking about it. I was talking to someone about that though, about like, man, if this guy asks me, you know, if this guy asks me, he's never made Kyber before. If he asks me to lose, you know, like, what should I do? And, you know, I, I was 11 and 0 at that point. And the truth was like, after I was thinking about it for a while, I was like, he should I should ask him to lose to me <laughs> like I have my own goals like I want to go 12 and 0 even if I'm even if I'm at 10 and 2 and I you know I, I'd go or I'm at 10 and 1 or whatever I've, I've lost two like it, so my record isn't going to be pristine regardless I still want it to be as good as possible like I have my I have my own goals and I also like I want him to have the experience of making Kyber. I'm happy for him if he does. I'm also just not into just handing things out. I don't, I don't know. Like what joy is that anyways? Like, so if, if you reverse the situation and you, and you go up to someone and say, Hey, sir, please let me make Kyber. I would really love to make Kyber. <laughs> and then, and they're like, yeah, dude, I sure, sure I will. So then, you know, you, you go and do that. Like, I'm not saying that that's wrong for me. It, it would be very difficult to feel like, oh, I, I did it. You know, like I would feel like, oh, I, I had it handed to me kind of thing. Yeah. And maybe that's just my own like competitive pride. I'm, I'm sure that's part of it. So if, if people listening have done that, I, I, I promise I'm not looking down on you. I just, I tend to see things in a way of like, my accomplishments i want i don't want there to be any any kind of possibility of someone saying you didn't nope you didn't earn it you didn't you know like you didn't deserve it like i i just want it to be you know my achievement yeah that's like i um the same thing goes with the people that say hey do you want to both (laughs) i just remember this happened to you but oh well um the people that approach you and are like do you want to just set easy defenses and we'll just go for the feats and whoever wins wins. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that actually, because this is the game mode I enjoy about the game. Like this is what this game mode is why I'm still playing this game. It's certainly not territory battles. No offense, Bodhi. Um, Like why would I want to sacrifice (laughs) a round of something that I actually enjoy doing? And then, I mean, we stream and I can always stream my all 
um, rather than my main or vice versa. But like that kind of just steals the fun for me. And it's like, yeah, great. You get feats, but it's not fun. It's just, okay, let me go in with Kira and I'll solo somebody with Kira for, so I get 64 banners. Like, eh, eh. Yeah. Well, and so, so I guess the converse is I'm also not going to be that guy who's like, you know what? I don't want you to make Kyber. Like, screw you. Well, yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to just place my best teams and walk away. So No, I would, I would never. Like I said, I, when I've been asked before, it's, I still set a defense that they have to earn their way through. I just don't set the full bastard FU defense to prevent it. Like, and there's been a couple times I, I don't look at this uh, where I've heard other streamers say, you know, Oh, I looked at their banners and they need to full clear me to get Kyber. Like I, I just never look at that. It's, it's not that, you know, I'm trying to ignore it or I just, it's not something I ever think about in the final week. There's been a couple of times where after the fact, somebody has said, Oh, are they going to make Kyber now? And I look, I'm like, Oh, oh no, that's like, cause I've stopped full clears and luckily I've never cost anyone Kyber. Um, but without thinking I've made it close for them. I felt really bad, <laughs> like really bad about that. Uh, cause I, I don't, I'm like you, I'd like to see as many people reach Kyber as possible. Um, and I don't want to be the cause of somebody not making Kyber because of something I did. Now, if I, if I get the win and they don't make Kyber, that's, you know, come out and beat me. Um, but if they don't get Kyber because I was like, I've got this really hellish defense I want to set today. Let's see if this works. You know, then I, <laughs> I almost felt really bad a couple seasons in a row. <laughs> almost. <laughs> they ended up making it so I didn't have to feel yeah. bad. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, yeah, it's like, okay, if I can, if, I, if I'm going to get the win here, but I can still help like coach you into getting Kyber against my defenses, I guess I'll help you. It's kind of awkward. Like, <laughs> yay, you beat my squad in one shot for 60 banners. Damn it all. Yay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I, I guess the, the other, the principle of it is though, I know a couple of years ago when I was going, <clears throat> I was going for this position and it, it was a highly contentious thing in, in, at the, my workplace, everyone wanted to get this, this position. It was, uh, it, and so I, I went out, you know, I, I tried for it and I ended up getting hired for it. And there were some people who had been there for a long time and they were saying things like, well, why didn't you wait your turn? Why didn't, you know, like you only got hired because of this or that and the other, you know, like the sour grapes kind of mentality. And I get, I get the inclination of people to want to do that or whatever, the, the feeling of disappointment, certainly. And it was, it, it like, there was this one person though, it just like kept getting louder. They just kept being, you know, like more and more disgruntled. And when I finally just told them, I, cause I, I hate it when, if people want to talk like that, I usually just try to confront and just like move forward and not like in like a really angry way, but I'm just like, you know, look, Michelle, I, 
I understand you wanted that position and I, I would love it if you could have a position just like it, you know, like if you can find a way to get one, I will be so happy for you. The fact is I had to do what's right for my own family, for my own stuff. Like uh, I didn't do it against you. And, and like, she had been kind of like angling it that way of like, he just wanted to, you know, like screw me out of it. And I, I don't know, like I, I did it for my own reasons, not, you know, everyone has their own agenda i'm not not out to screw you out of kyber so play the game for yourself and don't be a dick like that's end of the day that's what it is um so that probably leads us into our podcast questions since obviously there were no results to talk about last week congratulations you and i are both undefeated in the matches that we did not play um Okay. So uh, let's let's talk about some of these podcast questions because we have a couple interesting ones here. Um, this one was already kind of answered on our server, but anyway, Division Three and planning for Division Two. Thinking about a viable Empire fleet as fourth team is Gauntlet Starfighter necessary for an effective Empire squad? Don't really want to farm it in the tunes prime forces out there who will yell at this person he's aiming for sith eternal emperor so hoping b28 can simply replace it in the grand moff tarkin fleet what are your thoughts (laughs) oh man so i don't know it depends on what level of effective you want to get so if you want the very best tarkin fleet then yeah, you do need the gauntlet. You, do you need a Tarkin fleet to be successful at this game? No, you totally don't. And in fact, the gauntlet at even at I have a level one gauntlet, in fact, on my alt, and that actually saved my bacon at one point because all I needed was the dispel everyone ability on it uh, against a bunch of buzz droids. And it totally did its job, and then it died the second someone looked at it. But like, it's it's a great ship for a ton of different fleets. It doesn't need to be particularly high gear unless unless you want to uh, unless you want to have it be be higher. But if you wanted a good Tarkin fleet, you have to you have to spend for it. Yeah, uh, you know, it, you you just have to like that. It, it is for a Tarkin fleet if you want to be able to counter, consistently counter the high-end like negotiator and malevolence fleets, which you can, you totally can, if, if you have relic pilots and ships for that, that Tarkin fleet and Gauntlet is central to that mission. Yeah, a Prime Force stole it in chat, but literally the thing I was thinking about was it's it's the Plo Koon ship. You're bringing it in for the reinforcement. If you get off a, in a second ability, like, great. But you're bringing it in for the reinforcement ability, essentially. Um, so I would say absolutely go for it. Just don't go crazy on gearing for it. You, you probably, what, the, the second level reinforcement unlocks at five stars, so you probably have to start up at least once. Um, but you don't need to go crazy other than gar you know who doesn't want a r7 gar saxon really um but that leads to another question of which is the better 
cap ship there. Is it Tarkin or Thrawn? And we actually, I think it was yet today, yesterday. I lose track of my days uh, working from home. But uh, we just had this chat in our Discord server, and it, it got quite heated based on what side you're on. So in your opinion, which is the better cap ship for that Empire fleet, Tarkin or Thrawn? So I think I think that Thrawn is going to maybe pay more dividends for you in the lower level of fleet like if you're less ambitious with your fleets. I think if you're going for like the if you're trying to have a something that will consistently counter the meta ships out there like I, so Thrawn, Thrawn can absolutely steal banners. They could, it can even get wins on defense sometimes. So I, I'm not saying that it can't be an effective ship. I think that Tarkin out margins it though. In, in the top tier, I think, in fact, I don't think it's just margins. I think that a Tarkin fleet with it, with all max characters, if we're just talking, you know, like the, the best possible team, I think I think Tarkin is better it, for for an Empire fleet with maxed pilots and ships. Tarkin is. I, I don't think there's a contest. I think that Tarkin just blows Thrawn out of the water for an Empire fleet. Now Thrawn is great because Thrawn can go. You, he's like the mix and match guy. Like I know that he's Empire and I know he's a Star Destroyer, all that stuff. But like one of the best ships with him is a silencer. Like it's that's a wonderful combo. Like sure, silencer is probably better with the first order fleet now. But man, I I used to love that combo of the silencer plus Thrawn. Thrawn can do a lot of cool stuff, and I think lower level, low end, low ambition, lower ambition, Thrawn is gonna probably be better. But yeah, that that's my take on it, anyways. So what, what do you think? I think that Thrawn is better on defense, Tarkin is better on offense. So it's all going to depend how you use them. Because, so, well, the initial question was, I'm in Division, you know, three preparing for Division two. So I'm I'm, I'll take it from this way, even though that's, this wasn't the actual question. Um, Thrawn... So one of the things that Thrawn does that Tarkin doesn't do is Thrawn is going to heal. And Tarkin's one ability comes in on cooldown. His, and it's one of his important abilities. And Thrawn's doesn't have any cooldowns. Um, so you come in and what's more anno- annoying than when TIE Bomber's there? And like you're getting, cl- you're getting him close down for the kill and then all of a sudden... Thrawn goes and it's like, oh, look, here's the heal. I just healed up uh, that TIE Bomber that now you have to deal with and isn't going to die again. And then, by the way, I'm just going to steal one of your ships. Like, goodbye. If, if this fight lasts longer than, I, I forget what the cooldown is, but lost, lasts longer than a couple turns, you just lost a ship. There goes four banners out the window. And at the same time, um, it's... I have an AOE to to steal banners, and we just don't have a lot of protection regen in fleets. So I think Thrawn on defense is a lot better. And I've actually, last last Grand Arena season, I got three holds with my Thrawn fleet. Um, 
And that's what those people get for setting negotiator on defense to go up against me. Um, but on offense, I, I agree with you that Tarkin is by far the better on offense because just the speed and you get to use him how he's meant to be used. You know what I mean? Like, because the AI does not always use ships or characters the way that you want them to do. And I just don't think that they use Tarkin well on defense. Um, so on offense, they do. I kind of disagree with uh, like, so, so yeah, throw on, throw on fleets on defense. I'm, I'm not, not going to take anything away. Like he, he can be obnoxious F for sure. I, I also, I, I've had, I've had multiple times on both my main and my alt. Cause I, I play similar fleets. I place Tarkin as one of my defensive fleets though. And yes, like Tarkin, my Tarkin fleet, I don't, I don't have gauntlet or, or anything either for it, but uh, it, yes, it, it'll fold on defense to one of the two GET2 fleets for sure. But against anything people use that's off meta, anything besides the GET2 ships or fleets, that Tarkin fleet takes its toll. Like it, it, it exacts a lot, like it, it takes a lot of banners from people and it like i've had times where people one shot my negotiator and then they can't clear my fleet at my tarkin fleet like i'm not saying that it's a transcendent defensive fleet but it it does quite well on defense as well i'm not saying that it can't do well on defense i just think that thrawn and this isn't just my opinion. I, you know, everyone that's on our Discord server knows my love and knowledge of fleets. This is the kind of end opinion from a very long discussion we had yesterday. Um, was that Thrawn overall, and if you look at like the big picture, Thrawn is doing better on defense than Tarkin. Nobody, nobody argued that Thrawn was better on offense, though. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I've been considering making some kind of a change on my ship's defenses. I'm not sure what it's going to be yet, but I've considered that as an option. It's an interesting thing because now I, I have, I mean, Thrawn's been Relic for ages because he's, why not? You want that speed on him, but, and you want survivability now that he's countering Galactic Legends. But like Tarkin, it, it, he used to just be gear 12. And frankly, like he could be gear eight for all I've used him. Uh, but now that I've seen the Eternal, I just randomly happen to have a relic, what, three, four, five Tarkin? I forget what it is. Yep, relic four. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, relic three, actually. I'm looking. Is it relic three? Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't matter, though. Like, it was, so it was four. Yep, all right. He's relic. It, it doesn't matter a huge amount, but like, like, he suddenly uh, almost as good as he can be in fleets. Like, sure, I could get him to Relic 7. That's not happening, probably, unless something weird changes. But uh, now he, uh, he, turns in, he turns into, like, this viable character that it's not just, like, do you, sometimes you have a character that you know is kind of good, but you've never, like, worked on him. You've never tried to do anything. And so you just throw him on defense and... You just hope you never actually have to see them in action because you know that they're going to perform horribly. Yeah. And that's always kind of how I felt about Tarkin. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put him on defense. And like, in theory, he works well, but I know he's going to suck. Like, 
now now he's he's actually relict and i'm like oh i could actually use him and not be embarrassed <laughs> that's fair that's fair except for i don't know so at our level i don't know what i would use a tarkin offensively on um that's where you put him on defense exactly well that exactly <laughs> that's that's the old thing we talked about it last week of the not my problem <laughs> team that's going to be my problem. Yeah. Well, and and honestly, like, I know you were saying that Tarkin outperforms uh, Thrawn on offense. In a lot of ways, I like Thrawn on offense just for the reasons you were saying. Like, you you can heal and you can do some funny things. Like, I, I've seen people on streams. This never happens to me, but I've seen people... On streams, they'll they'll run into a guy who's placed two just garbage fleets. They just you know they take their worst possible ships and put them on defense, and so you can get a seventy-two, yeah, twice. You can get malevolence with vulture droid, and or not vulture droid hyena. My bad, and that'll that'll wipe you know that that'll eventually win a fight and get seventy-one or seventy-two for you, and then the other one that's possible and you don't even need malevolence for it it, at the lower levels is you take the chimera with houndstooth and you just slowly annihilate people one at a time and they can't kill houndstooth right well ando just did that last round or week three of 3v3 um and it's such a boring fight but so satisfying to get i think it ends up being a 71 because houndstooth can't recover it the protection i think but doesn't the annihilate thing actually recover full health and protection ends up being a 72 um yeah boring fight to watch but man the last that last annihilate you're just like excellent (laughs) fantastic yeah oh yeah it's cool like i i've never been in a situation on my main account where i can actually do that but (laughs) I've always envied people. I just recently on my alt, I got a 72 with with the hyena. For the first time, I got a 72 with the, just using malevolence plus hyena. But yeah, but that takes balls too. It's like if they put something crazy uh, in reserve and you can't kill what they have initially, like you know, <laughs> it, it goes it goes south real quick. So, anyways, it's. <laughs> Uh, all right. Probably enough time talking about ships. Oh, well, get ready for the next question. Oh, boy. Uh, this isn't actually a bad one. What are the odds we get Moff Gideon's TIE Fighter? Um, they're non zero. <laughs> non zero. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Uh, I, I, think, I think we could get it. I could easy, uh, we could easily get it, in fact. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think they like to release ships in pairs. And so I think. If we get the Razor Crest, Gideon's TIE Fighter makes sense to be released with it. Um, so, I. What are the odds? Uh, who knows? You know, I'll, I'll throw it out there at 33% just to answer the question. But I do think if we get a ship from the Mandalorian, we'll get two of them. And. Moff Gideon's TIE Fighter makes sense. Unless something happens in season two that hasn't happened yet. But I, I think based on them doing a bunch of season one stuff, it, it would make sense to have him with it. 
Yeah, I, I think I think it would be great, honestly, and it would make sense uh, from like a oh. I, I should just stop pretending like I understand their financial priorities and preferences because I just I keep I keep being proven totally inept at it. But it just seems to make sense to me that they they would release a ship and then it, 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 uh, uh, what just happened? Jareth, are you there?